Hey listeners, it's Kimberly with a content warning. This episode contains discussion of emotional character bleed and mental health. So if that's not something for you to listen to right now, come back to it later. All right, now on to the episode. Listeners, you are listening to Take Me Out to the Ball Game, the world's most three-dimensional baseball podcast. I am your host, Kimberly Dauber, and I use she/her pronouns. But today, again, I'm not a baseball in the sky with a microphone. I am out of character. I am simply a podcaster and baseball fan living in Boston, Massachusetts, and that's because today we're talking about role playing. This is part two of our series, Out of Character, Safe and Healthy Role-Playing. This is three parts of a conversation that I had with Connor and Pigeon about role-playing, or RP, in the baseball community. I'll let Connor and Pigeon introduce themselves one more time. You can call me Connor. That's great. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. I run the Twitter account for uh, former Hades Tiger player Paula Turnip, now on the Seattle Garages. I am Pigeon both on and offline, so that keeps things pretty short and sweet. I use they, them pronouns. I moderate the Discord server that serves as a hub for people running Twitter accounts, be that for players, teams as a whole, or completely original NPCs that they have created. I also run the Richmond Harrison and Polkadot Patterson accounts on Twitter. Okay, so in part one, we talked about emotional bleed. Connor defined this for us in part one, but I think it bears repeating. Bleed is any time you are feeling the emotions of a character who you are playing. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend it. You can go find it wherever you found this podcast episode. Okay, so that was last week, Emotional Bleed. And then next Wednesday in part three, we're going to finish up the series with an episode about canon and ownership. But today we're going to talk about one specific way to cope with emotional bleed, and that's grounding. We'll get to the episode in just a moment, but first, a listener soul scream. This soul scream is from Daniel, who said to me, Excuse me, Miss Floating Blaseball in the Sky. Would you help me dedicate a soul scream to my friend, Woe? I call him Woe because he's amazing. So, Woe, here is your soul scream. Mm, I just love these so much. Whoa, I hope you enjoyed your soul scream. Daniel, thanks for sending it in. Remember that you too can dedicate a soul scream to one of your fellow baseball fans by emailing it to blazeballpodcast at gmail.com. All right, thanks for listening. And now, on to the episode. Now can we talk a little bit about what do we do about this? Because we're certainly not powerless in this situation. We can recognize this and name it, and then we can take steps about it. So what are some of those things that we can do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my best tactic is to step back, 
physically and emotionally. Pigeon was talking earlier about how baseball is on all the time. And I actually kind of said it as a joke, how whenever I go for a run, something really big happens. But there is a reason and uh, something useful that comes from going and leaving and being okay with missing something big just to get as far away from your phone, from your computer as possible uh, for a short amount of time is something that always helps me clear my head to get away and to recenter myself in, uh, you know, actual life uh, offline. And then when I come back with a new perspective, I tend to be able to handle events that shake up any sort of roster even more. And I think drawing off of that too, it, it's important to touch on disconnect is very important, but it doesn't do much to just step away without then grounding yourself mm-hmm. in, in the current moment, in your current environment outside of, of baseball, of this, that, the other. Because otherwise you might have stepped away from the game, but it's still very easy to live in that headspace. So like Connor was mentioning, it's often very helpful to go do some physical activity, but it can also be as simple as there's one that I utilize quite a lot in my personal life that is generally referred to as the 54321 method, mm-hmm. where you ground yourself by identifying five things you can see, four things you can feel, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. I keep a little bag of hard candies with me just about all the time so I can just pop something in my mouth, and that's almost become a Pavlovian response where I'm like, okay, I'm here now. I think this is starting to get into the second topic that we want to cover a little today. And that's this idea of being grounded and disconnecting. Let's get into that some, since I think it's very useful in combating some of the more negative effects of emotional bleed. Can someone summarize what is grounding yourself what the way we're talking about it grounding is the act of taking yourself out of a headspace where quite often you feel very very tethered to something be that that media or a feeling it can be an anxiety thing where you feel very very caught up in something and it's the act of performing active mindfulness to to bring yourself back in a lot of ways to yourself, figure out where you stand from a more rock solid perspective where you can, you can calm down, you can step back and you can look at what was causing you stress or, or even excitement, just any sort of escalated emotion from a position of being a little more, I guess. Yeah. Again, objective about it. Mm. Mm. I'm, pretty new to mindfulness. It was always one of those things that I looked at and I was like, I don't need that. Now I'm here and I'm like, oh man, (laughs) I need that. So maybe to give me a beginner, a bit of a better idea, what does being grounded feel like? What is the experience like? Um, I'm also someone who is fairly new to mindfulness, but I feel like when you are really mindful and being grounded. It's not that you are simply just perfectly in this moment. It's that you can understand that you are 
where you are and when you are. And for even a second, just experiencing your surroundings fully. And it's not that your mind isn't going to wander because it will, we are always thinking, but understanding that you're thinking and being able to just pull yourself back and say, no, this is where I am. I am going to be here. Uh, and I am making the choice to be here despite what my mind wants to be doing. Hmm. To me, it sounds a little bit like one thing that I do sometimes when I'm creating art and I start to get frustrated that the thing that I'm making is not as good as I want it to be. And I get stuck on that. So sometimes I have a little post-it note that says this. Sometimes what I do is I'll say, you know what, this is my skill level right now. And this is what I am capable of creating. And I'm going to meet myself where I'm at and work with what I got and mm -hmm. then move on from there and just accepting that this is who I am at this moment and I can't be anything more without the work that I'm already putting in. So I'm just going to let it go and continue. Is that a little bit like what you're talking about? Yeah, definitely. I really like that as well. I think that's a great strategy. Yeah, I think meeting yourself in the moment is, is a very, very apt description of it. Yeah. Hey, listeners, it's Kimberly. You may recall me explaining last time that when I originally recorded this interview, I thought it was just going to be one episode, so I didn't build in breaks. But since it's three episodes now, I'm just going to jump in here and say it's time for us to take a short rest. And today, we're literally going to take a rest. So hold tight. We'll be right back. Hey there, listeners. For our rest today, I just want you to take some deep breaths with me. It'll be nice and relaxing, and it'll help us get ready for the next half of the conversation. So, here we go. We're going to take five breaths together. For each one, we're going to breathe in and hold it for a moment and then let it out. Ready? Good. First breath. Breathe in. And hold it for a moment. And breathe out. Good. Number two. Breathe in. And hold. And breathe out. Number three, breathe in, hold for just a moment, and then let it out. Two more, breathe in, and hold, and breathe out. doing great. One more. Inhale. And hold for just a moment. And then let it out. Great job. I hope you're feeling refreshed. And now it's time for us 
Let's go back to the episode. Let's bring this back to baseball. How do we apply this to our relationship with this amazing game that can, you know, sometimes be kind of all-consuming? I think dedicate time and space for yourself. I mm-hmm. I will get very involved in things, but I will look and say, once an hour, I'm going to get up, I'm going to stretch, I'm going to go sit on my balcony or something and not be involved within this sphere, even if it's just for a sixth of the hour. Mm-hmm. Dedicating time and space away. And some part of it is sometimes you just can't control what your thoughts are doing. So if you're just thinking about it, try channeling that into a healthier way. Write something down, get it out, and don't bottle that up because Mm. sometimes you can just go, no, I'm not going to think about it, but deep down you are and you want to be. And so it's healthier to just write down something that's just for you or draw something that's just for you um, and then say, okay, now I feel better. I've put that emotion or these thoughts onto paper or onto a sketchbook and now I can move on and now I can do this. And understanding that it's not bad, it doesn't make you worse if those thoughts are just kind of, you know, hanging around in your mind. You can let them be while also making the time to take a break. What I'm getting is that sometimes all it takes is dedicating some time away from whatever is occupying your attention, in our case, baseball, and just putting it away, leaving it, going to your balcony, stretching, things like that, maybe like petting your cat or something. But sometimes that's not quite enough. And the thing that's bothering you is not going to be fixed by just closing your laptop. Mm -hmm. And in those cases, one thing that you can do is get it out somehow, get it out onto paper, get it out into a sketchbook, get it out somehow. Is that, is that about what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it's important to touch to you on what, on something that Connor said just there, where it is a lot of grounding is taking time to do something for you. And that, that's not selfish, that's self-care. And that's, you have to take care of you before you can put anything back into the community. Yeah. Yeah. That's, certainly something that I struggle with because I really I love making this podcast but sometimes it can be stressful because I get too invested in getting more Twitter followers or picking the right episode that lots of people are going to appreciate or making sure that it's going to be the kind of thing that I want to put in my portfolio sometimes and at those times I forget why I originally started doing it And I get untethered and ungrounded from what I'm really trying to do. Because, you know, I started this podcast as something for me to distract from the other things in my life that were causing me stress. (laughs) And I think, and probably this is true for a lot of baseball fans, I think the stuff that we start as hobbies can turn into stuff that causes us stress. Mm -hmm. because we do art for our hobbies and we do role-playing for our hobbies. And then suddenly we're like, oh no, this is a thing that I can become better at. 
Yeah. If you're having thoughts on this, please feel free to comment. Oh, no, I just completely agree. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. I, I definitely, I started this for, for fun. And now, uh, in a way, I completely was not expecting. Um, Paula's Twitter has now almost 700 followers. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, uh, okay, uh, people like this. I would like them to keep liking it. But, you know, striking the balance between what I'm doing for myself and uh, the entertainment value. Even in the midst of all this, we can still work on keeping ourselves grounded. Sometimes I, sometimes when I do experience this like brief obsession with what people think of me, I don't necessarily have to separate from the work. I just need to make something that I've decided is for me. Like I've decided that right now on this podcast, I'm going to use a little bit of it to process my feelings. And I really appreciate you two being here to experience that with me. Yeah, that's great. Help me with that. Yeah, of course. But, you know, I think there's a lot, there's a lot of different ways to stay grounded about stuff like this. Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about bleed or grounding uh, before we go? No, I think this is pretty good. Yeah, if you'll pardon the pun, I think we've covered all the bases. (laughs) (laughs) All right, listeners, that was where I decided to cut the episode short for today. Thank you all so much for listening. Remember, you can find Connor on Twitter at UCBamba and as Paula Turnip at Turnip on Blaze. Connor also has a horror podcast called Underwood that you can check out on Twitter at Pitch Library. You can also find Pigeon on Twitter at Angry Bookseller. You can also find them as Polkadot Patterson on Twitter at The Dot Blaseball and as Richmond Harrison at Richmond Harris 4. That's all in the show notes, where you can also find some great resources about emotional bleed and grounding. Remember to subscribe to Take Me Out to the Blall Game wherever podcasts are found. Follow us on Twitter at BlazeballPod, email us at BlazeballPodcast at gmail.com, and if you get the chance, tell a friend about the show. I bet they'll be happy you did. I am Kimberly Dauber, and you have been listening to Take Me Out to the Blall Game. Thank you for participating in the cultural event of Blazeball. Blazeball.